Chapter 25 Table for One If you think you are too small to make a difference, try sleeping with a mosquito. The 14th Dalai Lama It was the number one restaurant in Los Angeles two years in a row. A great place to eat and an even better place to be seen. Sarah and David had managed to score a table last minute, but it wasn't in the exclusive section of the restaurant. They weren't big enough stars for that. The exclusive white room, as it was ironically called, wasn't really a room. It was more like another level that was only two feet higher than the rest of the restaurant, so everyone who was in there could look down on everyone else. There was a movie star in her line of sight. She had known him when he was just the loud guy in her acting class. She had also known him when he waited tables at a place not too different from this. He was entertaining a group of his newfound friends and lackeys. After all, their forced laughs at his terrible stories were paying for their meals. She'd always known that he'd make it. He wasn't a bad actor, and it didn't hurt that he had a knack for sucking the dick of any willing participant in a ten-mile radius either. Sarah looked away from the movie star. She couldn't bear it anymore, and she found herself in the mirror that ran the length of the wall. Alone? Check. Unhappy? Check. Wishing she was somewhere else. Check. This was supposed to be a happy occasion, but her frown was extreme. She did her best to remove it from her face. She couldn't believe she was practicing a fake smile in the middle of a restaurant. Her life was supposed to be perfect right now. Sarah took a long sip of her wine, and it turned into a chug. She was being negative, and she hated that more than anything. The wine hit the spot, but she thought about moving to liquor for her next drink. She needed a little more Dutch courage, but mostly she needed more alcohol. Along with the movie star, she could also see David. He was standing in the courtyard with a cell phone to his ear, gesturing wildly with his free hand, exactly like he had been doing for the past thirty minutes. To her embarrassment, the waiter had come past a few times to check on her and to see if they should bring the main courses out. After telling the waiter twice to hold off for ten minutes, she had given up and told him to just bring the meals. She felt bad for him. The longer they took at dinner, the fewer tables he could serve, meaning the less tips he could earn, and she knew David was going to tip like shit. Sarah finished her glass of wine, and before she had placed the glass back on the table, the waiter had appeared before her. Would you like another, Mrs. Reynolds? The waiter asked. It's Sarah. Mrs. Reynolds is at home with the kids, Sarah said brightly, trying not to show her true feelings. I think I'll get a martini this time. Very dirty, please. My apologies. I'll get that for you right away. The waiter said, briskly walking away from the train wreck he had just caused. The martini arrived almost too quickly, and Sarah took no hesitation in taking a sip. Her eyes widened with the taste of the olive brine. The martini was dirty as fuck, just how she liked it. The door to the courtyard opened and David came storming in, putting his cell phone in his inner jacket pocket as he sat down in a huff. He drank the whole glass of wine in front of him in one mouthful, and like clockwork, the waiter was back. Another, sir? The waiter said, clearly avoiding using his name. Leave us alone, will you, you fucking leech? David snapped. Yes, sir whispered the shell-shocked waiter. David? Sarah scolded. David looked at Sarah, then back at the waiter, who was moving away from the table. Sorry, okay? I'm sorry, David said sheepishly. Get me a Jack and Coke. I mean, get me a Jack and Coke, please. I'm not sure we have that, but I'll check, 
The waiter said with a little disdain that someone would pair such a delicious meal with Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola. Just a moment, sir. If you don't have it, go to the liquor store and fucking get some, David growled. The waiter didn't turn back to David. He just scurried towards the bar, a man on a mission. David, is everything okay? Sarah asked softly, because that was not cool. What sort of question is that? David said through his teeth. Whose side are you on? He grabbed his fork and stabbed at the small portions of meat on the plate in front of him. I was just asking. Sarah whispered, trying not to cause a scene. David ignored her and practically stuffed the whole meal into his mouth. This is cold, David said with his mouth full. I'm not paying for this shit. David, what's wrong? Sarah pressed. David cocked his head to the side. I'll tell you what's wrong, he said, raising his voice. These desk jockey assholes are cutting my budget, and on top of that, they want me to shoot in fucking Vancouver. Is that such a bad thing? Sarah asked, trying to coax him off the ledge. I thought they were going to scrap the film altogether. You obviously don't understand the situation, David said, dismissing her with his hand while finishing the rest of his meal. Typical fucking actress. Look, if you're going to be a dick, I'll leave, she said, looking at David intently. Fine, David said, folding his arms. Sarah took the blanket-like napkin from her lap and put it next to her unfinished dinner. She moved to stand, when David reached across the table and grabbed her wrist. Stop, please, I'm sorry, baby, David pleaded. You know how much pressure I'm under, I can't breathe. Sarah sat back down and looked to David. I need you, Christ, I left my wife for you, he said, tears welling in his eyes. Left? You lied to both of us and then she kicked you out of the house, Sarah said with a touch of venom. I hardly call that leaving. Come on, you know that's not true, David whimpered. Here is what I know is true. You live in my house, you treat me like shit, and you expect me to like it, Sarah said with fire in her eyes. When will you understand I'm not one of your silly little actresses following you around like a lost puppy? And what do you mean by that? David gaped at her. There is a reason I don't take any of the parts you offer me, David, Sarah said, leaning towards David. I know, I know, you want to make it on your own. David said, mocking her. No, I don't take those roles because I am already in your shitty little film, Sarah growled. It's a small role, and I'm definitely not getting any fucking credit. How long have you been rehearsing that little gem? David laughed. Way too long, obviously, Sarah said, folding her arms. David took a sip of Sarah's martini, looking at her the whole time. She looked away. Another moment in time where he had just taken what was hers without any acknowledgement. Am I really that bad? David demanded, slamming the martini glass on the table. That last guy you were with, now that was a piece of shit. Don't bring him into this, Sarah said, slightly taken aback herself. He may have been a fuck-up, but he never took it out on me. David reached over the table with his fork and took some food from Sarah's plate. He knew he was defeated, but was not going to lose the battle completely. Sarah looked at him with hate building behind her eyes. She had a bad habit of surrounding herself with assholes that demanded all the focus be on them, but tonight she was going to end that cycle. David looked up to see her glare and slowly swallowed. He took a sip of water this time and took a breath. Sarah, I'm sorry, he said, changing tack. This film, this film might be my last shot. I, um, we have a lot riding on this. We? Sarah scoffed, rolling her eyes. 
Yes, we, you and me, David said sweetly. I don't want to be that guy, believe me, and after this film I can take a break and try to become the guy you fell in love with. I'm not sure I remember that guy, Sarah said evenly. Give me another chance, I promise it will be different, he pleaded. Sarah examined David with her eyes. This was her chance to end it, to rip off the band-aid and move on and away from this tool. But before she could say anything, a vibrating noise and a flashing light came from inside David's jacket. He didn't look at it. He just looked at Sarah with big puppy dog eyes. Answer it, Sarah said with frustration in her voice. David was already reaching for it before she had even finished the two-word sentence. Artie, David said cheerfully into the phone as he left the table. What did they say? As he was heading to the courtyard, he passed the waiter carrying a tray with his Jack and Coke on it. He grabbed the drink and put the phone to his chest. Just so you know, the food was cold and practically inedible, David growled in the waiter's ear. I'm not paying for this crap. The waiter gave David a forced smile, but David had already gone, continuing his conversation on the way to the courtyard.